Visit licentureexams.com and try our samples completely free of charge. Hello to all you budding therapists out there and welcome to our podcast. I'm Stacy, and this is my co-host, Dr. Linton Hutchinson. Hey there, everybody. It's a beautiful day and we're back with another episode where we'll be teaching you about a tool you can use to help pass your licensure exam. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite, favorite tools, mnemonic devices. Hmm, mnemonic devices. Sounds like something to do with robotics. Not quite, although I wouldn't be surprised if Elon hasn't already developed a robot-themed mnemonic generator using AI. But no, a mnemonic device is a way to help you remember things. Mnemonic is the ancient Greek word for memory or remember. These techniques are based on simple memory-enhancing strategies using images, patterns, and structures. For instance, you might use acronyms to remember list of principles or theories or what you want to buy at Publix. There it is again, Linton. I wondered when you'd work in Publix to one of our episodes. Seems like you spend a heck of a lot of time shopping there. So yes, acronyms are a great place to start. Say you're trying to remember the five stages of grief in order that are defined by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So you could just use the acronym DABDA, where D stands for denial, A stands for anger, and so on. Right. And if you want to get really fancy, you can use something called acoustic. It's an acronym, only instead of having one word where each letter is a fill-in for the items you want to remember, you create a sentence or phrase like the one a student of mine came up with, Oral Annie's a Pretty Little Girl, which stands for oral, for orphan, anal, for Annie, phallic, for pretty, latency, for little, and genital for girl. So, Orphan Annie's A Pretty Little Girl allows you to remember psychosexual stages of development in order. If you've been on our site, you're probably familiar with something we created called narrative mapping. It's a procedure you can follow where answering multiple choice questions on an exam. You can remember the narrative mapping steps by remembering the phrase, Please save the world, which stands for please, paraphrase, save, specificity, the, topic, world, words. Nice. Thanks for mentioning that one, Linton. That's been a really helpful tool for many test takers. And it's not only about acronyms and acrostics. Those tend to get all the glories as these mnemonic devices that are helpful. But you can also use visualization, where you create mental images as a way to significantly enhance information retention. For example, if you're trying to remember the core principles of different therapeutic approaches, you could envision a symbol image for each one, like a, a tree for gestalt therapy. Okay, following you so far. But why would you specifically use a tree to symbolize gestalt therapy, Linton? Well, this is how I think about it. A tree is rooted in the ground in the present moment. It's also a living thing that grows and it changes over time. Sound familiar? 
Yeah, that's just like Gestalt therapy, which emphasizes the client's growth and change over time while trying to live more fully in the present moment. See how that works? So when you use visualization to help remember things, they stick better in your memory. Ah, I gotcha. Okay, well, thanks a lot for the visual, Linton. Now that's what I'm going to think about whenever I think, uh, whenever I look at a tree, I'm going to think Gestalt therapy. All right. So <laughs> another mnemonic tool that we've used a lot is called the method of loci, which is also called the memory palace technique. So the method of loci is where you create an imaginary journey through a place that you know well, like your house, for example. And as you walk through it, you associate every item or piece of information with something specific in that place. So for instance, if I wanted to remember the ethical principles that therapists use, I could imagine walking through my house and seeing each principle in a different room. So if I wanted to remember the first ethical principle, non-malfeasance, for example, I could picture a large no sign hanging from the living room ceiling. And you could have a bowl of those heart-shaped candies that we used to get in school on Valentine's Day in your mental palace kitchen to represent the ethical principles of beneficence. Mm -hmm. Just remember, Stacy, Logi was known as the Norse god of mischief, trickery, and deception. Hmm. Past Stacy and, hey, past Linton, for that matter, could really thrive using loci now that I know what it was derived from. <laughs> Just blame all those uh, previous shenanigans on loci. Well, as fun as it seems, let's not forget about rhymes and music as mnemonic devices. You can create a jingle for concepts or use rhymes to recall certain procedures. If you think about it, there are lots of different jingles and song lyrics that you remember without even trying. Yeah. Back when advertisements were good, they used jingles to help sell products. I remember one for Bro Cream, a little dabadooya. That was ages ago, and I still remember it. <laughs> was, that on, was that on the radio, Linton, pre-TV era? <laughs> the one I remember was, um, I don't know if you remember it, Kit Kats, Give Me a Break. 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 Uh, there you go. So that'll be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, you're right. Those jingles do stick around for a long time. And music taps into our auditory memory, which is a very powerful way to retain information. So in summary, here's a list of the memory devices that we've explored today. Acronyms which are uh, involve creating a word where each letter stands for another word that needs to be remembered. For example, the acronym Roy G. Biv, that you probably remember from elementary school, is used to remember the order of colors in the rainbow, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Then we have acrostics. And this is a form of mnemonic where the first letter of each word or line forms a phrase or a sentence aiding in the recall of information. So an example would be the sentence, every good boy does fine, which is an acrostic used to remember the notes on the lines of the treble clef in music, if you are familiar with music. And then mental images. This technique involves creating vivid and memorable visual associations between items to be remembered. 
for instance, to remember a grocery list. And no, by the way, we're not getting paid by Publix to keep bringing them up into podcasts. It's just Linton's favorite place to shop. And I love their subs. Um, so one might visualize a path through their house with the grocery items placed along the way. Then we have the method of loci which is a strategy of memory enhancement that uses visualizations uh, along with spatial memory, where you put items uh, in a familiar setting or environment. So you could visualize a location or a path and then place items or parts of a process to be remembered in that imagined place or path. And then last but not least, we've got rhymes or jingles, uh, which is where you create you know, a little a little rhyme or a little ditty to help you remember information. And an example of this, again, pulling on something we've probably all heard in elementary school. Uh, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, which is a rhyme to remember the year that Christopher Columbus landed in the Americas. Right, Stacy. And on that note, we're going to sign off for today and let you practice using mnemonics. Until next time, remember. It's in there. It's in there.